right. Better late than never. Oh, no. See, before the show, we were talking about how you just got your Wi-Fi extender and everything. Now it looks like your voice isn't seeking with your mouth. What about now? Now it's perfect. Is that better? It is better. Yep. Fixed it just like that. Oh, man. All right. Well, I tried to go high def and the internet gods were like, please, no. Yeah, Don't put nope, this face nope, in that's high not def. Oh, man. What a weekend, man. What a weekend. I don't... Busy. Mm-hmm. Too busy. Kids are getting back in school, too. Well, yeah, you will soon have that issue. I am now currently dealing with that issue. Yeah, I'm I mean, I'm excited to get Johnny back in school. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I know. I know. All right. Too. Do you see my Jack Youngblood helmet? Dude, that is beautiful. I, it's, a, it's a cool helmet. It is. It's very cool. Is that like an old Rams? It's like helmet? a throwback. It's like a throwback helmet oh, okay. or an alternate or whatever. All right. All right. Uh, I was, I mean, he's a Hall of Famer, but I was hoping to get somebody more fantasy relevant. Didn't necessarily happen. All right. Five players that we should be looking to go out and get now because they're mm-hmm. going to rise in value. So this is kind of, it's a little bit different than what, we typically do, and especially what I typically focus on, because a lot of my suggested buys, whether it's just discussing in the Discord, whether it's talking on the show or on the tiers, they are based on just guys that I am higher on than the market. Mm-hmm. But getting out ahead of it, maybe you know, over the next two to three weeks, what adjustments do we think are going to be made? So I think it's a really good uh you know, kind of alternate view of not just where they compare to market today, but the shift over the next few weeks. And I think we're going to have some good discussions today. Full uh, transparency, because I've had a busy weekend. I have not had too much Mm -hmm. downtime Mm -hmm. to be able to dig in. But Mitch, you're going to be doing the heavy lifting here. And I'm, I'm sure once you you start throwing some names out, I'll be able to piggyback off a few of them and, and and drop a few a few players that we should be looking at here. So Mitch, start us off. Yeah, I just kind of made a rule of not to do rookies or anything like that because that's, of course, the easiest ones to go to in Dynasty, right? Just, hey, I think Jameer Gibbs is really going to get, you know, higher valued or whatever. But so the first one I'm going with, I've talked about him about a month ago. I got some trades done because of that, but it's still Gabe Davis for me. And I know you don't agree with this one. But if you just look at last year, he had pretty much 50 catches, 850 yards, five touchdowns. Mm -hmm. If he didn't have that hype going into the season, he'd be ranked a lot higher going into this year than what he is. But everyone just has that stink because they're drafting him as a top 20 wide receiver. And it didn't turn out that way. But I really think where he's going now is wide receiver 45 as far as like a fantasy calculator goes. It's... It's just way too low. You look at someone like um, Dotson for the, I still say Washington football team because the commanders is probably like the stupidest nickname in history. I like the football team. It's how it should stay. I don't get why they switched it. Hopefully they switch it back with a new um, management, but he had 35 catches, 500 yards, seven touchdowns. And he's ranked as wide receiver 35. And I know he's a year younger than what, Gabe Davis is. But for me, Gabe Davis is by far in the by far better situation. He's a better wide receiver. And I think it's just such an easy smash for him at wide receiver 45 right now. If you could, I really think he's going to be a top 
30 wide receiver pretty easily. You put them with Josh Allen, who they added. They didn't really add anybody that's going to take from Gabriel Davis's role. And he was injured through last year. He had an ankle injury that bothered him ever since week two. So for me, Gabe Davis is still my automatic buy. If I could get him for an early second in any league, I'm doing that every single time. And I think now, and we always talk about this, you especially, when we talk about the best ball community and redraft community, you're already seeing some positive blurbs regarding Gabriel Davis. And it kind of hit on what you just mentioned that yes, he was playing through the injury. Yes. The, the hype was so out of control previously. And when you don't live up to that hype, you kind of get knocked down. Even if there were some, you know, baked in excuses, if you will, And what you're seeing on the screen right now, it's over the last 40 days. This is from dynastydaddy.com, playing around with a few of the player comparison tools they have there. But this is based on fantasy calc values. And you can see just the, the crazy spikes here just over the last few weeks. But now we're on that uptrend. And I actually do expect it to continue from a market perspective. So we're looking at the tiers here and we're going over and let me know if I, if I'm going into like a major glitch attack at all. No, you're good. You're good. All right. Cause when I start sharing my screen, I'm not sure where, where things are going to go, but right now he's coming in at wide receiver 47. And I, I think on uh, at least one of the underdog contests, I saw somebody post these going like wide receiver 30. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of interesting because you have a younger wide receiver going mid-wide receiver three range with flex appeal in season-long contests. But then you look at it from a dynasty perspective, and this kind of ties into when we talk about any market inefficiencies, looking at best ball or redraft versus dynasty, and maybe guys that, well, the short-term outcome looks promising and he's young but there's kind of that stink in the dynasty community. And I'm still that early second value. I'm not there. I'm not there. I know. I saw where you were. You, you got off your tears pretty quickly there. I saw where you had him and you had him in like, Joe, oh, random 24. No, it's even below no, that. You have him right. in late 24 second. Oh, as we typically do, it kind of gets into the discussion point. Well, uh, you know, I'll send you an offer of my projected late 24 second for Gabe Davis. Well, sure, but if I have them cross-positionally or tiered together, I don't see a point in that. So I, if I could get a true random 24-second or one that did not look to be in the playoffs, yes, I would move on from Gabe Davis. Now, do I think he performs a little bit better than we've seen previously? Yes, but... We're expecting Stefan Diggs to continue what he does. We're mm-hmm. expecting Dalton Kincaid to come in. I say we, as the dynasty community, to come in and really perform at a relatively high level for a rookie tight end coming into the league. Yes. Dawson Knox, you know, don't write him off necessarily because we're going to see, and it sounds like maybe a little bit more 12 personnel, but like I am still skeptical. And part of it is that what did you previously do and the the hype that was around him i was out on him at that crazy inflated price and looking at it like if you want to move a late 24 second sure if it's 
a 24 second that looks to be in very good shape to not make the playoffs, I still would be really hesitant to do that. I understand you haven't had a lot of time this weekend, so maybe that's <laughs> why you're doing this. But no, like early, early second, every time I'm doing it, I'm completely buying in. Like Josh Allen had that, was it shoulder, right? Shoulder or elbow, one of the two. He had that last year. I really think this offense is going to take off. It was their first year without Dable last year. Like I fully expect that Josh Allen could give us three to four fantasy contributors. We're looking at a team like the, the, I keep wanting to say the Washington football team, the commanders though, right? We like Terry McLaurin. We like Dotson and all that stuff. And I mean, they have Sam Howell quarterback. I really right. think Josh Allen is going to be able to give us three to four fantasy contributors. And I think Diggs is going to be okay. I think Kincaid is going to be very good for being a rookie tight end, but I think Gabe Davis his role hasn't switched at all, and I loved his role last year. You give him two more touchdowns on that four that he had, he goes up to six. All of a sudden, we're probably singing a different tune going into the season. And this is really cool, too, playing around with some of the stuff on, on Dynasty Daddy, like I mentioned. So if you're listening on the feed, uh, you can put a player in, and it pulls up their, their percent change over the last 30 days, their rank change, 90-day high, low from a value perspective, their positional rank. And... 90-day best rank is 44th, wide receiver 44. Worst rank is wide receiver 57. Now, based on this conversation and the prompt that was thrown at us, do we believe he continues to increase in value? It really would not be surprising to me. Like, if I have Gabriel Davis on my team with kind of the reports and the, the positive blurbs that are coming out, would I move him at his current value today? I, I don't think I would, and it... it goes hand in hand with what you're you're talking about with his value increasing. If we expect the market to kind of warm up to a player a little bit over the next few weeks, why are we going to sell at their current value? Am I buying Gabriel Davis? No. That mother is still in red. <laughs> this is the pivot point. I can say that. Uh, I, can I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I don't know. Wait about me saying that? No, you can say it all you want. I just think you're wrong, like in every way. But oh, I thought okay. I thought you were pulling a Dan and grimacing. No, absolutely. You can say whatever you want. I could care less. All right, so let's look at this right now. So the adjacent players that they're pulling up here, mm -hmm. this is based on market. So not based on my tiers, but based on the fantasy calc, uh, market. Would you trade any of these players today for, would you trade Rashad Bateman for Gabriel Davis? Yeah. You would? Uh-huh. I didn't see one name on that list. I wouldn't trade for him. All right. So where do I have Bateman? I have him. I have him creeping in this early 24 second. And, you know, he's another one that kind of has that baked in injuries and mm -hmm. uh, he's never been healthy. Now, let me ask you for Gabriel Davis. Is there a concern that he's a free agent after 23? No, because if I he, if he didn't play with Josh Allen, he would not be getting this benefit of the doubt. I probably, yes, that's probably true. But you look at people on your list. Look at Elijah Moore right now. I mean, Elijah Moore is how high? For what reason? Well, because we liked him two years ago, so we're going to like him now. I, I don't understand. I, I understand where you have him in your tiers, right? I, I get it. I get why people are buying into him. I just think we have really bad reasons for buying into someone like Elijah Moore. When we saw Watson wasn't good last year, 
We don't even know if it's going to be a pass heavy offense, but people are like, Oh, Elijah Moore, we're bringing him up. I'm just, I just don't get it, man. As a rookie, we saw Elijah Moore produce at a higher ceiling than Gabriel Davis uh, over, uh, you know, a stretch of several games. It, it, several games, had several games that were good. Gabriel Davis also had like a four touchdown game too. But I and, mean, if I'm looking if at it, small it, sample it, size, that's great. And if it weren't for that game, no, he was good it, last year too. He had some good games last year. Dude, you got to oh play some more DFS so you can have these things stick out in your mind. Yeah. Uh, Nate, is this is it Cole? I always yes. get so yeah, confused. I think because he has like all these secretive usernames, but we're throwing it out there. All right. So Stefan Diggs said Gabriel Davis is the one guy I saw this <laughs> on the team that he would not trust around his sister. Is that a plus or minus mark of value? I think you need to know um, the the full context going into that before you can answer that question. I will. This is the time I'll be full Dan. I'll be like, nope, I'm good. Not stepping into that territory. Like, it, is this because he has that dog in him? Like, <laughs> I don't. I, nope, I'm good, man. I'm good. Holler says spicy. Stranded. Yeah. This is about your Jahan Dotson discussion. Dotson is a much better, much better at football I mean, than is Davis. He though? It's talent over situation. An international man of mystery than Wolf Wolf. Um, all right, but all right. okay, so one player right. in 15 minutes. We have <laughs> lots more to go through. I know, but you always know once I, I get my legs under me here, and I you know I literally ran through the door, got my bottle of water, got everything, got logged in, made the episode today, and I was just excited to talk to you. Mm, that's right? fair. I'm excited to talk to me too. I, I, I'm sure you are, but you always know we spend a lot of time on the first player every episode. No, I know. I'm trying, I'm trying to improve on this now. And I also have a bet on the over under how long each episode is going to take, but oh, okay. No. So which of these players would you move straight up for Gabriel Davis today? So these are guys that according to fantasy calc are trading at a higher value than Gabriel Davis at wide receiver 47. So okay. based on this conversation, you think he will be higher than them yeah. in two to three weeks. Yes. All well, right. We did say two to three weeks before we started this, but this is okay. Well, no, but oh, well, we're, we're good. We're good. We're good. What time frame do you want to give it? I was thinking at least into the season, but it's all right. That's so, three weeks. Four, but it's all right. It's all right. It's okay. All right. Would you move Sky more? Yes. Would you I have move Sky more on my list, just so you know. <laughs> Would you move Kadarius Tony? Oh yeah. Would you move Tyler Lockett? Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you move? We're going up here. Would you move Elijah Moore for Gabriel yes. Davis? Yes, I would. Now you do you have any I, Elijah Moore? Um, I just drafted him in a few leagues, so yeah, I do have some shares, but I don't. Well, have you know, you know, somebody's gonna be throwing you a Gabriel Davis for Elijah Moore straight up to uh, test you on that. I hope so, and I'll accept it. I always accept these. There's like very, very rare circumstances to where I'm like, wait, this team sucks. I'm not doing that. Uh, would you move? Would you move DeAndre well, Hopkins? Oh uh, no, because I think Hopkins could give us a couple more years. It's just that that yeah high end production. Yeah. Cortland Sutton, yeah. <laughs> Mike Evans. No, I want Mike Evans. I think I know Mike Evans has like a lower value right now, but I think it's just he's a little bit too low for where he should be. But Bateman, yes. Um, now Mike, you're getting into the players that I wouldn't do. Like, would you? You would do Mike Williams? Ah, uh, nah, nah. I do Bateman, Mike Williams, 
toss up, but flowers. Deontay Johnson? No, I want Deontay. Okay, so what I'm getting from this and holler, Ron, Nate, Cole, fake names, stranded. Let let me know if if you're getting this too. You would say maybe he settles in wide receiver 40-ish? No, I think 35-ish. I think that's okay. Like from a value well, perspective. Yeah, I think. Well, I think where you have your early 24 wide receivers in your tiers, I would move him for most of those guys. Well, I would accept Davis for most of those guys. Okay. So maybe you think he's trading it around wide receiver 37, 38 value. Easy. Okay. All no right. Hesitation. Let's Let's jot that down. Let, boom. Mental note. I'm going to be excited to go <laughs> no, back. We'll and forget look. about all this in two days, but it's I right. know I always say we're going to, we're going to circle back and I'm like, Ooh, squirrel. All right. Who else do you got? Who's number two? We're going to skip around a little bit. So I'm going to go with a tight end and it's Hayden Hurst. So fantasy. Oh, Cal- oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I did want to go back to this list. Oh, no. Would, so this is the one from all of fantasy calc that kind of goes cross positionally too. But you would trade Tony. Yep. Mayer is skewed here because that value yeah. is just in single PPR. Would you take Michael Mayer in two PPR? I don't like Davis. Uh, Will Levis? Davis. Tannehill? Davis. Bateman, Sutton. Oh, Davis. what about Mingo? Mingo, I'd probably take Mingo. Okay. Mingo is something I wanted to talk about today, but I just kind of made myself not talk about rookies. No, I, I like that. I like that. Yeah. And then what about David and Joku in two PPR? Probably Davis. Oh, I'll take Joku. I'll take Njoku. Yeah. All right. That was well, tough. That you was got tough. Uh, Hayden Hurst, right? Yep. Hayden Hurst. And the reason for that is he is tight end 31 right now. Frank Reich's coming in. Um, we have him projected as tight end 23 on the year. I really like that. And he already has two 50 catch seasons in his career. So it's not like this is all of a sudden, oh, hey, new team. All of a sudden he's going to do something he hasn't done already. He already has that many catches in a season. And I really think they're going to have to count on him quite a bit because – I don't think Thielen's going to cut it. Shark's not going to cut it. Well, he will while he's healthy. but And then they have Mingo. And after that, I just don't think they have a lot. We've seen Frank Reich make Jack Doyle be a thing. Remember when he had his, I think it was a 1,000-yard season or something like that. It was something ex- absurd. Then he got a big contract extension on that point. But just, like, I don't think Hayden Hurst is ever going to be the guy to where people are like, oh, top 12 tight end. But I do think he could easily fit into where Tyler Higby has always been. You want him on your teams, right? It was a hundred targets, not not a thousand yards. Yeah, but you, you, know, you got, you got something right there. Yeah. There was a one in there somewhere. But for me, he is just so right now. If someone cut him, a lot of people wouldn't even think twice. They'd be like, oh, yeah, I could see why he's not rostered. But in any tight end premium leagues, I think Hayden Hurst is going to be one of those guys to where you want him on your roster. Instead of right now, you could care less if he's on your roster here in a few weeks when we actually see him being used with Bryce Young. Now, I have him early third value. Mm -hmm. I would move Mm -hmm. him for a late 24 second. If I'm moving him for a late 24 second, would you be buying him for that late 24 second? That's actually what I have him on there. Late 24 second right now. That's my okay. buy. And two PPR. Um, what about like, because we have a lot of people that take part in two tight end leagues. And I know mm-hmm. like it's so crazy because the prices are so inflated. Would you be looking at that same price point in a 12 team, two tight end, but oh. no premium scoring? Yeah. For me, um, a two tight end league and a 2.4 catch or reception, whatever you want to say. 
that I look at those the exact same. I don't switch at all because I know how hard it is to get tight ends in those two tight end leagues. So I might even bump him up just a little bit more than I would in other leagues because I think he's going to be an every day, every week started for you in those leagues. Would you take, if I offered you Hayden Hurst for your Jelani Woods? No, I take Hurst. Yeah. Irv Smith. Hurst. Gesicki. Hurst. Jake Ferguson. Hurst. No. Why, why no? Why do people? I don't understand this Ferguson love, man. He I had just, three catches in I a know, preseason game. I know. I know. I, I know, dude. <laughs> I, I, I like Ferguson, and it wasn't because of what happened this weekend. No, I, uh, I know. Uh, Tyler Higby, you're Hig- uh, Higby. I love Higby. Yeah, I really like Higby this year. Noah Fant? I would take Hurst over Fant. Juwan Johnson? No, Juwan Johnson, I think, is in a completely different tier. Okay, so for this one, is it fair to say that you could see Hayden Hurst in a few weeks trading at, like, tight end 26 to 27? I think so, yeah. I mean, this is, we say a few weeks, but this is, like, after we see week two of the season. Yeah, yeah, right? I, yeah. I mean, it could it could be in you know two to three weeks based on positive reports circulating, uh, right, just right. just best ball bumps, or you know a few weeks into the season. And there's nothing wrong with adding that additional context. Yep, there's nothing wrong with that. All right, so Hayden Hurst. Uh, I don't want to pull it up on on Dynasty Daddy here just because it's not with tight end premium. So. And tight ends are tough just to bring up like that, but I do think he's going to be locked in a little bit higher than what he is now. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, anytime Johnny wears a Superman shirt, he makes me match. I so like I, it. I have a Superman shirt. We also have matching Jurassic Park shirts, and he That's thinks awesome. it's like hilarious when we match. He's like, oh, my gosh. Uh, anyway, so I know everybody was dying to know why I had the Superman shirt on. Who do you got next? See, Hayden Hurst, that was lightning fast. I like that one. This one's Sky Moore. It's going to be pretty quick, too, but we've already brought him up when we we're talking about um, Gabe Davis. But I really think he's going to fit right into the juju role last year. And I want whatever wide receiver on the Chiefs is going to have that juju role that's playing out of the slot. Um, so, Juju, like, I don't think people remember how good of a season he had. I think he had like 78 receptions, almost a thousand yards, seven touchdowns. And it's not like he was even good or healthy the whole season. It's just when he played, he got what you want for a slot wide receiver. And where Sky Moore is going right now, he's wide receiver 42. So he's going a little bit before Gabe Davis is. And if Kadarius Tony was healthy, I wouldn't like him as much, right? I would just be like, you know, Tony could probably steal some of those snaps, but I just really think Sky Moore is going to take over that slot role. And I'm willing to move him. See, I said I want like a mid second. I'll move my mid second for Sky Moore, but I'm a little bit higher on Gabe Davis than I am Sky Moore. But I still love them both as a buy because this offense still doesn't have anybody. Like, I know we love Travis Kelsey. He is getting older. As sooner or later, father time is going to catch up to him. And I think Sky Moore is going to be a, a guy in the best position to take over. He already has a year, full year in that system compared to the other wide receivers they have. And MVS is going to do his thing, but he's going to get four targets a game. And I really think Sky Moore is just going to eat this year. Yeah, we can see the spike here. Um, and again, it's uh, such quick changes, mm-hmm. but going down, 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 goes back up. It'll be interesting to see. Um, you believe that his value does increase a little bit. I do. Yep. And, you know, it, it's very funny that you chose Sky Moore and Gabriel Davis because they're guys that are tied to elite quarterbacks. Of course. 
and it gives them that, you know, kind of that value insulation. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because you see the first name and I use air quotes on this list, 2023 early second. So I, you know, you talk about the mid second range. Would you trade any of these players for sky more? And I'll just go through the names. If they're listening on the, the feed here, Isaiah Pacheco. Yes. Tyler Lockett. Yeah. But you wouldn't move Tyler Lockett for Gabriel Davis. No, I, I thought I said yes. I'm pretty sure I said yes. I'd take Gabe Davis over Lockett. All right, check the tape. Mike Williams. I'd keep Mike Williams. All right, and then these guys are a little bit below. And right now, Sky Moore trading at wide receiver 45. Mm-hmm. Um, so is that fair to say maybe like wide receiver 40 you think the bump goes yeah, up to? 35 to 40. Really, what's going to happen if Sky Moore goes out and has five catches for 60 yards week one? I think that's going to be enough to move him up that far. And that's not even including if he goes out and has what if it's seven catches for 80 yards and somehow he gets a touchdown at that point, then all of a sudden he's a top 30 wide receiver. And I think that's easily in his range of outcomes with how those other wide receivers are. Yeah. You're like, yeah, no, but I'm going to be nice about this. No, 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 no. I, I, I have no issue with it. I think that like there's such a wide range of players, especially wide receivers that I could see them shuffling here and there. Mm-hmm. And, Sky more because he does have that that previous draft capital going in the second round, being tied to Patrick Mahomes. And if he can can elevate himself in a wide receiver group that should be fairly wide open. I previously discussed liking Marquez Valdez Scantling at his price as a plug and play option uh throughout this season. Obviously, agreed from a dynasty perspective, their values being a little bit different. And if price was completely disregarded, I'm not going to move MVS or I'm not going to move sky more straight up for MVS, but at their current prices, that's just who I preferred, but it's, you know, I, I think there are enough things, you know, and this isn't another, like, I don't strongly disagree with any of these because Mm -hmm. it is wide open in that range, but it's, you know, I, I think all of their values are fragile just because they yeah. are they are elevated by the situation. But I they're they're all young enough, they're tied to elite quarterbacks, probably a good profile that you would think could rise in value. Let me ask your opinion. I'm gonna mm-hmm. break up here your five guys. Romeo Dobbs, I think that's a guy that's gonna continue to elevate himself. Do you disagree? I don't think Dobbs is a good wide receiver, so no. I don't think he's no, not at all. I think for a lot of other teams, he won't even be close to starting. I think okay. he's doing it for the okay. Packers because they have nobody else to start. All right. So right, let's write this down, folks. <laughs> Romeo Dobbs, wide receiver 59. I I will bet. We need th- let's do an actual okay. bet. Okay. I will bet that by what 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 is the date on week one? What is the actual date? Like September 8th. All right. Give me until until week week three, okay? Yeah. Until week yeah. three. Okay. He'll be trading at at least wide receiver 40 value. Okay. I like right. it. Um, Which would think, hey, maybe I need to elevate this guy up here then. Yeah. yeah keep on where he is. You'll be all right. All right. Uh, Ron says odds. Uh, I don't need, I don't want odds. I don't want odds. Um, you know, let's, let's do, 
uh, we'll do a $10 donation to a charity. Just a big, big $10 wager. So there, we finally came to terms on a bet. It's not just, <laughs> we never circle back. So, all right. Big money on the line there. Big money. All right. All right. Who do you got? Number four. It's Cam Akers. And this is a bet in Sean McVay more than anything else. Um, okay. I think that defense is going to be really bad. But in the last six games for Cam Akers, and this is with like Baker Mayfield, and I don't even remember who else they had at quarterback at the time. Um, John Wofford, one of the quarterbacks? I think he actually did get some play time. Yeah, it's he had 100 Bryce carries. Perkins, I think. Bryce I think Perkins did one. play, yeah. So he had 100 carries for 500 yards and six touchdowns in six games. I'm not saying this is going to be, you know, times that by three, that's what he's going to end up with this year. Yeah. Absolutely not. But it showed to me that Sean McVay will use him like that. And they have nobody behind him. They brought in Sony Michelle. And Sony Michelle was like, no, I quit. I'm good. Like, I'm out of here. And so <laughs> I really believe that this offense is going to be better than what people are expecting. This Two years ago, this is one of the better fantasy offenses in the league and everyone wants. Remember going into, into last season, all of the bets were, hey, Cam Akers is going to have the most rushing yards in the league. And that was the bet everybody wanted to make because of the odds on him. For me, it's that's weird that he dropped that far. He, I'm, yeah, I'm just seeing yeah. this drop significantly. I don't know why. That's really, really weird. But um, sorry, we're just looking at Dynasty Daddy on the YouTube. Um, for me, it's the offense is going to be good. The offensive line isn't going to be as bad as it was last year. Stafford is still going to produce. They have Cooper Cup. They have Tyler Higby. I really think Puka Nakua is going to be good. I think this offense is going to be fine. And he had that 500 yards when that offense was god-awful. But I think Sean McVay came back this year to prove a point, and him and Matthew Stafford are going to figure out a way to make this offense at least competitive. You give me the running back who's going to get most of the carries in a Sean McVay offense, I am going to ride that all the time I can. And I've been trying to get Cam Akers for an early second. It's not feasible. Like, if you're not giving up a first for him, I think it's really hard to get him. I think that's fair. So I would rather do a positional person instead of trading the 24 first for him right now. All right. 12-team super flex. Mm-hmm. Would you trade Jimmy Garoppolo? Yes. Alvin Kamara? Yes. Matthew Stafford? Yes. Sam Howell? Yes. Hollywood? Yes. James Cook? Yes. Desmond Ritter? Yes. Mike Evans? Yeah. That's just weird to say Mike Evans isn't worth a first, right? Yeah, like I'd probably keep Mike Evans, but I wouldn't feel very good about it. Right. Any of these guys that I have tiered above acres, Dobbins, Miles Sanders, Derek Henry, Ramondre, Damian Pierce, Javante, Rashad White, Rashad White. Okay. Yeah, I like all the because the other ones are pretty set. I mean, Javante, if I could get a little plus with acres and move off my Javante, I would do that in every single league. Now, let me ask. So would you move? If I offered you a 24 first, let's say it's probably playoff, mm-hmm. but could be 108, 109. Mm-hmm. Would you hang on to your acres at that? No, I would. The 24 first are just the randomness going into it. It's really right. hard for me to move any, like in the tier above him. For, so you have running back 14 through running back 20 above him. Mm-hmm. You have Dobbins, Sanders, Henry, Stevenson, Pierce, Javante, Rashad White. The only ones I probably wouldn't move for the 24 first is like Stevenson. That's probably it, right? All the rest Mm -hmm. of them I would move for a 24 first because I just think that value is going to be there. And I think I could pick up um, like touches somewhere else 
and still have that 24 first. Would you do a pair of 24 seconds for Cam Akers? Oh, in a heartbeat. Yep. You'd move the seconds? Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that something you've tried to... to I don't go... have a lot of teams with multiple seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. okay. <laughs> um, or what about a second... I've tried a second plus Gus Edwards and stuff like that, but that's just not enough to move the needle yet. Yeah, it's it, there's that line, right, where, yeah. like, yes, it might be an early 24 second, but it still might be mid or potentially mm-hmm. late. Mm-hmm. But once you lock in that 24 first, there's that just such a big discrepancy. There is, so, yeah. So even if you do, and this is a, a trade that I like to do often, if I can add to a second, to get close to what a late 24 first value would be, mm-hmm. I would much prefer that than trying to move a 24 first. Agreed. Like similar value. Yep. But you're not giving up that that chance at what could be 105, 106 if you do in fact miss the playoffs. Yeah, like I can play someone like Hollywood Brown, right? I think he could be worth a late first for a lot of this upcoming season. I think that's probably going to be what the cost is to get him. But I would not move my 24 first for cam makers, but I would move Hollywood for cam makers very easily. It's just having that 24 first in your pocket. It just helps so much in future trades. Now, again, uh, same question I asked you for Gabriel Davis. Is uh-huh. it a concern with cam makers that he's going to be a free agent? We know how the free agent market is with running backs. Dude, here's the problem, right? I wanted to pick a running back for this show. Okay. I think every running back just kind of fits that scenario to where, which ones do I like? I mean, I like Jameer Gibbs. I like Bijan. Do I like any running backs outside of those two? Not a whole lot, to be honest with you. Uh, here's a great question from, from Holler because uh, I have the one tier of separation, but I think the market might see it a little bit even more drastic. Yep. What plus with Cam Akers would you want to move off of your Javante? If I could get someone, if it's a tight end premium league, you give me Higby or Hurst, I would do it. If I could get another starter, a good flex starter for my offense, I would do it. So really, uh, maybe second value. Yeah, easy. Mid to late second. Yep. Okay. So with Cam Akers, he's currently going, trading at running back 28. And, I, you know, yeah, I, I always... Seven, yep. What was that? I saw 27, so he even dropped a little bit further in the since the two hours that I pulled it up. Yeah, what, what do you think we settle in at here? When this... Oh, I think he'll be a top. He'll be a very easy running back to start on your team. In a 12-team league, I think he's a running back two, and I think he's a very good running back two. So I think top 24 is very easy for him to get, but we're just going to have to see it on the field before people actually buy in. Yeah, my thing is I, just, I couldn't elevate so many of these guys up uh, cross-positionally, mm-hmm. really, just because it can't, comes back to what you said. I wouldn't move a lot of these guys... Or I wouldn't move a first. Yeah. So I have them in an early second. Exactly. Yep. And it kind yeah, of It's just like, what do you do at that point? You can have like a huge old tear break, but that'd just be about the only way you could do it. Yeah. Um, Cam Akers, I, I think he's a good one. For me, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I would say a few weeks into the season, David Montgomery. That one, yeah. I really like it. I think... I'm trying he's locked, not he's to be the huge lights on all the guys. Yeah. No, no, no. And I get it, but like... If you would have come in and said David Montgomery, yeah. I would have completely agreed. I, I think he's one that he, he's still only 26 years old, but for a running back, he might as well, you know, have his tombstone <laughs> ready, yeah. uh, be cleaning up his plot 
at the cemetery, but David Montgomery, um, he's been productive. We, we know what, uh, we saw what Jamal Williams could do. Mm-hmm. I, I, David Montgomery is more talented than him. In my opinion, yeah, I agree. I agree. You know, so, uh, I think David Montgomery is one that could go up to that. You know, when I move a first, no, but if we're looking at different receivers, if we're looking at maybe a lower end quarterback or tight ends, I, I could see him go in that running back 24 ish range. And I mean, Mixon's running back 18, Montgomery's running back 30. Why the big gap? Yep, I agree. You know, so we'll see here. Uh, wide receiver three value on Dobbs, googly eyes, crazy town. Stranded, nobody asked you. <laughs> Go back to Revis Island. Like, come on, I thought you were stranded. Well, uh, you know what? Then I then I donate ten dollars to charity, and we just yeah. never bring it up again. All right, exactly. yeah, we're not allowed to bring that up after after <laughs> that donation is made. We don't say one thing ever. We don't bring up old takes, bitch. That's right, ever. <laughs> we just move on. I like how I get was it yesterday or two days ago? You're like, yeah. I don't even know what we're arguing about. Yeah, right I now. was. I, I don't. You have to bring them up at some point. <laughs> never, never. All right, Mitch, uh, your. Fifth guy. Yeah, that was four. Give us five. Yep. So this is, I want to count with a little bit of a higher value guy because all the rest of them are like, yeah, second value, whatever. Yeah. Drake London is probably my biggest buy right now. Um, He's wide receiver 17 on fantasy calc. Um, He had, let's see, 70 catches, 860 yards and four touchdowns last year. And that was with like Marcus Mariota playing quarterback. We make fun of like Baker Mayfield before, but he's at least like, a quarterback. I don't even know what Marcus Mariota is, but it's not a quarterback on a football team, to be honest with you. It's, I really buy into Arthur Smith knows what he's doing with how horrible that team was as far as talent goes last year. They put together a really respectable offense. I mean, Tyler Algier was a thing, and mm-hmm. now they mix in Bijan and just what they're going to be able to do with London, Pitts. Bijan and how they're going to be able to spread everybody out. I just really think that everyone has him so far below Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. And I just, I really think he's going to be, do you remember Michael Pittman two years ago? Or was oh, when he, Matt Ryan came in, right? He was he, a white, he, he was, was a, like top 12 receiver for yeah, Dynasty. It was top 12. I mean, and that's just because Matt Ryan came in and we bought into it. Right. Um, well, some people bought into it, I should say. I don't think you or I did. But with Drake, I really think he's going to be locked in as a top 12 wide receiver. I, and it's not going to take long for it to happen either. Within the first few weeks of the season, if he goes out and has, you know, just, just like I was saying before, six catches, 60 yards. He has that a few weeks in a row when people are actually seeing how they're using him in the offense. They're willing to pass more. I think his value is going to shoot up and he's going to be locked in because of how good of a talent he is. And I think Marvin Harrison's going to come in next year, which would kind of hurt that top 12 a little bit. But I don't think anybody else coming out is really going to boost themselves above what Drake London's going to be able to do this year. Let me see right now. So I don't want to do a cross or within the position mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because Drake London is a higher valued asset than the yes. other people we've talked about here. But with Drake London, from a startup view, if mm-hmm. uh, I've been taking it pretty high. He's he's coming in on fantasy calc, and this is not with tight end premium. Mm-hmm. So with that incorporated, maybe he bumps down a little bit lower, but 48th overall. 
Yep. So I took him recently. So at- he's so not to interrupt. He's forty eighth overall. Chris Olave's twenty third overall. Yeah, I took him at thirty sixth overall, ahead of Christian Watson, Tyreek Hill, Jonathan Taylor, Barkley, Etn, Cooper Cup, Jerry Judy, Addison. Took him above all those guys, and I have no hesitation doing it. And that you talk about uh, Tyreek Hill, though, that might be potential for a pivot. If mm-hmm. you have Tyreek Hill, you're not contending. Maybe I am contending, and, and you look at my roster. Oh, he, John has Drake London creeping down there. Maybe, you know, it could be Tyreek Hill. Two for two. Yeah. yeah, or Tyreek Hill for London in a second. You might be able to get done mm-hmm. in places. And that would be a pivot. Like, I have London and Hill in back-to-back tiers. I still have Hill over him, mm-hmm. but it's closer for me than it is on the overall market. Like I, I think Drake London is a buy right now at 48 because I have him that 37 to 44 tier and Tyree kill. I have him at 27 to 36. He's at 22. So I have Tyree kill as a sell London is a buy that gap should be far closer than it is. So I do agree with you in general, it's going to be as long as Drake London if he has the efficiency metrics, even mm-hmm. if he doesn't pop off to start the season, if he's out there getting a 30% target share on a weekly basis, and, you know, I, I know Strand's creeping in the chat here. That's somebody, we, we had a good conversation about the consolidated target share. What could we expect from Drake London, Kyle Pitts, and Bijan Robinson? And I think we said, what was it, Stranded? Correct me if I'm wrong, but like, 55 was it like 60 65% oh i, I think, think between so. yeah. between the three of them and that that could be very doable i think maybe we even got up to 70% in that discussion and then we talked about like the eagles having a consolidated target share but anyway uh i digress even if the volume isn't there if the efficiency metrics are there it's going to bolster his value and at least let him maintain his value. And then we'll see it bolstered a little bit if that volume picks up over what's expected. Mm-hmm. Like if, if Ritter comes out and throws the ball 35 times per game the first few weeks. Oh, what happens if it happens two games in a row, right? London and Pitts, even though Pitts is tight end one through three, depending on who you ask. Right. Cross positionally, Pitts would rise up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the expectation and the baseline for them is the volume's not going to be there, but can we see the consolidated target share and can we see the efficiency metrics? And if we do, you know, I, I could see Drake London bumping up a little bit, and maybe even in that 37 to 44 tier where I currently have him. And I do think he's a longer value. There we go. All right. Let me see here. Let me pull London up on, uh, on the old daddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was the last show we did and I was pulling up fantasy calc and Jeremy reached out to me. He's like, I, I have all this on the site. That's all there. Just pull on my it. site. Come on. No, but I told him, I was like, I, I go in there. I check my portfolio pretty much every single day. So there are so, I mean, you know me, I, I, I was texting you over the weekend about my, <laughs> my internet and this extender. And I'm like, what does this light mean? And you know, like I am so illiterate with technology, but uh, hey, we got to figure it out pretty quickly, though. Yeah, we'll see. I just want to be in high def. I get it. I get it. I just want to be in high def. You know, it's it's heartbreaking. All right. So Drake London or 
let's say it's 2023 locked and loaded 106. Or sorry, sorry, 2024 106. Oh, I'll take uh, Jake London. Nick Chubb? Drake. You you love Chubb. I know, Drake. Yeah. ETN? Drake. Adams? Drake. I, yeah, I'm good with that. What about Stefan Diggs? Probably Diggs. I don't like it as much, though. But I think they're going to feed Diggs so many targets this year because the way that he acted. What about JSN? No, I'll take London. Well, no hesitation there. TJ Stroud? 12 team? Mm. 12 team? I'll probably take the quarterback steal. I'll go Stroud. Okay. All right. Uh, have a few minutes here. So I, I actually, I, I think it was a very nice list. I genuinely do. Yeah, right? All right, Mitch, any any final thoughts here? No. I, won't even, I won't even do the little final thoughts. I think we're good. I think we're good. All right. I got to show you. So I, I've been on the pristine auction kick. You know Uh-oh. That. So I, I, I had my my autograph, Mike Tyson pop that I got a few weeks ago. I got mm-hmm. the helmet I got. But I've been branching out. I mean, you already know I have the Power Rangers. Yes, sir. I, I enjoy horror movies. Okay. So okay. I've been going through. I I'm, thought this was going to be something for Taylor Swift, to be honest with you. There were a lot of Taylor Swift signed guitars the, on there. That's why I was thinking about it. <laughs> no, so what I'm looking at, uh, I was looking for a Michael Myers Funko Pop okay. autograph. And it, it, they still got to like 55, 60 bucks. I'm like, I want to get a little cheaper. But this is one thing I got from Friday the 13th. I'm that's super excited cool. about this. Yeah, And it's signed by uh, Ari Lehman, the first one, the first uh Jason Voorhees, and then I have a Child's Play one coming. Oh no, dude! I hated those with, shows. They with still Chucky. freak me out, man. Oh, they're fantastic. They're, they're so they're <laughs> so bad. But like, I keep saying to Mara, and she's like, "Slow down!" But I keep saying, "Spooky season's almost here." It's true. It's almost I mean, here. My wife was saying she wants to get all the fall decor out yesterday. I'm like, Psh, "Get it out! I don't care." All right. Well, we appreciate those of you that tuned in live. Uh, I'm probably going to go bid on some more things on Pristine Auction. And I'm excited to have some downtime here. All right. Well, we'll see you guys later. Thanks.